This podcast was first broadcast on 92.6 FM Radio Verulam. Go to radioverulam.com to find more Environment Matters podcasts and if you enjoy what we do, to find out how you can support the station, which is run entirely by volunteers. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters, it's the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability in the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. And a happy new year to you all for those giving vegan food a try. Happy Veganuary. And I hope that you're having fun trying something a bit different. Now, we heard last year about how our local St Albans District Council had prepared its plan to reach carbon net zero by 2030 in response to its declaration of a climate emergency. Well, Hertfordshire County Council also declared climate emergency back in July 2019 and has been setting out its own strategy for a sustainable Hertfordshire. It is now asking you what you think of their plans in a 14-question consultation that you can find if you search online for Sustainable Hertfordshire. First of all, I spoke to Councillor Teresa Heritage, Deputy Leader of Hertfordshire County Council. Councillor Heritage, thank you very much for joining me. So just to start off with, has the pandemic made any difference to Hearts County Council's climate change ambitions? Obviously, this is tricky times for everybody. Well, clearly it hasn't changed our ambitions, but it might be, it's probably changed the way that we might deliver them. What it has meant is that personally, I've become more focused on the social sustainability. The other issue with the pandemic has been that we haven't been able to communicate and engage as much as we'd hoped with residents. And partly, I hope, by the reason you're talking to me today is that to um, advertise our survey that we have on our website, we would really love to hear from all residents, any age, about our strategy, especially from young people, as we haven't been able to go into schools. Okay, well, I'm sure that's something that uh, uh, listeners can help with. Now, the strategy talks about Hearts County Council being a role model for environmental leadership. Can you just give us some ways in which you think that um, it's doing this? Well, the County Council's always been collaborative. It's always worked with partners and we're a large landowner. So we're hoping that what we do with our own land, say, for instance, in relation to biodiversity, we can work with other landowners. That's really important to us. We um, declared our our emergency. Um, We quickly delivered a strategy and we've just put the action plan through the political process. So we like to think that that's our leadership done that. On more physical, everyday, practical things, we've already installed LED street lighting across the county and we've delivered a 38% reduction in carbon emissions. So we've been doing it since 2012. We've also reduced the carbon emissions on our whole estate, apart from schools, for 38% since um, 2012. So, you know, we've been leading all the time and this is just a a consolidation of what we've been doing in the past and extending it further. We're also looking forward to developing a solar farm and a large-scale battery storage area. Okay, so the the consultation, one of the things that it talks about is which of the actions that Hearts County Council has promised to take in the strategy is going to be the hardest. What do you anticipate is going to be a real difficulty, the, the hardest thing to do in achieving the aims of the strategy? I think the hard, hardest thing going to be is reducing the, the emissions from transport. Now, we've got five major highways going through the county and those are used nationally. So we can do so much on our own property and our own business. 
have electric vehicles, etc. But it's about how we can reduce the impact from vehicle transmissions going through the county. And that's obviously where residents work with us. It's working with businesses. You know, that's a little bit out of our control. Well, it, 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 it is. But then many residents might say, well, I'd be more likely to leave my car at home, for example, if there were more cycle paths for me to yeah. use. Perhaps yeah. that's something Hearts County Council could do. Or perhaps if speed limits were lower, again, something that's within the um, Hearts County Council remit. Do you plan to do anything to help those people? Absolutely, yes. Our next budget for, where are we now, 21-22, which is going to come out in the next couple of weeks, will be reflecting what we want to do in relation to um, our speed management strategy, cycleways, what else will there be? Safer travel. We've all already got strategies around active travel. We've already got our local transport plan, which is a county-wide strategy looking at sustainable transport. So yes, there's plenty coming up. But what we have to remember is that um, we have to work across everybody, all residents. And so what I do hear from older residents saying, well, it's all very well talking about cycling, but I can't cycle anymore. So we need to think about that whole remit. And that's where we will be look, working with uh, bus companies in the future, community transport. So we, that's all, all there in the mix. Well, I'm sure that many people will be um, very glad to hear that you've not forgotten the buses. In, initiatives that are planned for 2021 to reduce the carbon footprint of Hearts County Council. Can you let us into uh, anything that we can look forward to this year? Not not that quickly. <laughs> not that quickly. Not okay. That quickly. I can't think of anything off the top of my head at the moment on that one. Right. Not that quickly. Okay. It can all seem a bit gloomy, you know, tackling climate change. It's obviously a big, very serious thing. But if the sustainable heart strategy is delivered, there will be upsides for, for people living in Hertfordshire. Do you want to just tell us about a couple that you would foresee? Oh, well, the upsides, there's, there's loads of them. So, I mean, obviously, you've got cleaner air. There's going to be a better environment. There's better biodiversity, better quality green spaces. There'll be more trees planted, more bushes. So you're going to see an increase in wildlife, shade. Hopefully those improved areas will give people nicer places to walk and be. That's an evidence of the pandemic. We know that people want to get out into the countryside. So I can see a lot a lot helping. If I may, just reflect, reflecting on the 2021 carbon footprint. And I did mention already, we've already done things. So we've got the LED lighting. We are working around our buildings to reduce the amount of energy they use and obviously that's come about because of COVID because everybody's working from home. We're already looking at reducing the amount of waste that we take to landfill. Um, we've introduced a school in Buntingford which is going to be built net carbon zero so you know we are looking at things already. Councillor Heritage thank you very much indeed. That's okay pleasure. Next, I spoke to Julie Greaves who's Head of Sustainability at Hertfordshire County Council. Julie, thank you very much indeed for joining me. So your role is the Head of Sustainability at Hearts County Council, and that's a a new role. Can you just explain how long you've been there for? The County Council declared a climate emergency in the summer of, of 2019. And as soon as that declaration was made, it became apparent that we would need staff and resource to be able to deliver on any kind of ambitions that we wanted to, to seek and achieve. And so a recruitment process was started straight away and I was confirmed in post 
April of last year. That's a pretty hard time to, to start a role, isn't it? It is. Um, it, it's great to hear that, you know, that, that you have your role. But do you think on the basis that this is a kind of a separate role, do you think that climate change and biodiversity loss is sufficiently embedded in all that Hertfordshire County Council does? It, it, it would be wrong to think that it would be good to just sort of keep it in a little parcel by itself when actually um, it's relevant to presumably everything that Hertfordshire County Council does. That's a, a very interesting point that you make there because Hertfordshire County Council has a very long history of working in environment and biodiversity and sustainability and everybody knows what their roles are in relation to that. After the declaration it was actually felt that we needed to consolidate all of our actions and make sure that we were working together and in a more holistic way. So everybody has sustainability written into their job description. You've got this consultation about the um, Sustainable Heart Strategy. What are you hoping to achieve from the consultation? Primarily, we want people to be enabled and inspired to act. We definitely want to engage people in the conversation around climate change and sustainability more generally, because the sustainability strategy, the sustainable Hertfordshire strategy, is more than just climate change. It talks about biodiversity, improving nature. It talks about more than just carbon. So we really do want residents and businesses of Hertfordshire to be interested in climate change and recognise that the impacts for us are real and they are local and so by giving people information on those subject areas and raising awareness we really do hope that they can make informed decisions. Hertfordshire County Council is taking leadership in this area but we're also helping others to be enabled and inspired to make a difference. You do ask for some suggestions from people taking part in the consultation. Would you actually make amendments um, depending on what people responded? Yes, absolutely. So the strategy has already been approved and the action plan has now been approved as well. By engaging everybody else in this particular conversation, we're hoping that that will spark debate and spark ideas and their views. And yeah, absolutely. If somebody comes up with a bright idea, there's no reason why we won't change the strategy and and have a look at our actions. Okay. Now, I have spoken to a couple of people who have taken part in the consultation. They've been a little bit disconcerted by a couple of questions at the beginning um, where you ask about people's knowledge of climate change and greenhouse gases. Why have you included those questions? The reason for including those questions is because we want to understand the level of of knowledge and level of understanding of our residents. So we wanted to to gauge that so that we could make the issues real for people of Hertfordshire by providing information on our web pages. So we've got our own web pages now, Sustainable Hertfordshire. Okay. You ask for suggestions and a bit about people's own actions regarding cutting their greenhouse gas emissions. But some of the questions are about which things that Hearts County Council is saying that it will do. Um, We think that Hearts County Council will find hardest. What's the point behind those questions? Well, we, we will have difficulty in doing some of the actions um, and we and we recognise that within the strategy and the action plan itself. And that's why some of them are um, for the next you know, one to five years and some of them for, for five to ten years and, and moving further forward into the future. One of the main difficulties in, in achieving the aims of the strategy actually is going to be about recovering from the pandemic uh, and shifting the focus. People, quite rightly, have been very, very focused on uh, recovery from COVID, uh, and we've recognised that. We, we know that we cannot tackle climate change on our own. We need to engage with all of our residents and businesses to be able to make a difference. 
This has been very difficult during COVID. There are also ambitions within the strategy that will require actions from others, from, from government, for example, and also advancements in technology. Just to finish off, just give us a couple of things that you would like to see Hertfordshire residents do in 2021 to help the sustainability of Hertfordshire. The main thing for me is for people to get engaged in the conversation ask questions, talk to your friends and family. Talking about climate change with people you know gives you the opportunity to question things, to explore the reasons and then possible solutions, learn key facts and also take action together. And we need to take action together. There are lots and lots of things that residents and businesses can do. And there are lots of helpful hints and tips out there. And there's suggestions on our own Sustainable Hertfordshire web pages. Examples range from tiny things like making sure you switch things off and unplugging chargers um, to you know making sure your house is fully insulated, buying local food that's in season, reducing the amount of meat and dairy within your diet, choosing active travel modes where you can, and, and actually using your consumer power is really, really powerful. If you're offered something that is not reusable, you know, that is single use, say, no, thank you, I don't need that. Um, think about the things that you're buying, you know, be mindful about what you're buying, plan your meals, uh, look at switching energy suppliers. You know, there's, there's a range of things that people can do, but it really is the little things that will make a massive difference by all of us working together to make such a change. Indeed. And you're talking about uh, people engaging. Perhaps one of the things they could start with would be by filling in uh, the consultation that you have. And just to clarify, when does the consultation close? At the moment, it's the end of January, but we're happy to extend it to the end of February. Julie Greaves, thank you very much for explaining that to us. As Julie says, you can find a lot of helpful tips if you search for Sustainable Hertfordshire, where you'll also find the consultation that we've been talking about. Do look it out. Now, Nigel Harvey of St Albans Extinction Rebellion emailed Amanda at RadioVerilum.com to ask if he could come on our show and invite you to the introductory meetings that St Albans Extinction Rebellion have planned. Here at Radio Verulam, well, we love to hear what you're up to. So here he is. Nigel, thank you very much for joining me. So um, at Extinction Rebellion St. Thomas, you've got a couple of taster meetings lined up. Why, why do you think people would be interested in joining Extinction Rebellion? I think everybody is aware of the huge problems that the climate crisis presents now. We've all done our bit to try to improve the environmental situation, and yet emissions keep growing. Even in our pandemic year last year, they didn't go down by that much. And so we need to do something different. And that's why I think many people are getting involved. So isn't really that just a message that we kind of need to, I don't know, switch the heating down a little bit lower, get a bit more insulation, perhaps write a few more emails to politicians? Why isn't that the answer? Because unfortunately, we've all been doing that for the last decade or more. I've certainly tried all of those and more, and yet the emissions keep on rising year in, year out, and rising at an increasing rate. And so there's got to be much more fundamental political change if we're really going to get emissions under control and going down really fast. So do you believe that politicians listen to the kind of protests that Extinction Rebellion has become famous for? I think we've been incredibly influential at changing. I think we're only two years old. And yet last year, we were regarded by the World Economic Forum as the world's most influential climate action group. So yes, they are listening to us. 
but we need to do more. You know, perhaps somebody's thinking, well, I could be interested in Extinction Rebellion, but I don't know. I'm not sure if I've got the time. I don't really know what I'd have to do. Just, you know, is it a big commitment? Kind of what kind of things would you have to do? It's not just about being arrested. That is one of the most visible things, the the civil disobedience that we get involved in. But there's only about 5% of us that are arrested. And there's lots of other things that you can do. And honestly, we will take as little or as much of people's time as they're able to give to us. Anything will help. So you've got these introductory meetings lined up online, of course. Just give us a little bit about what will happen at the meetings. There'll be an opportunity to get an insider's view on what happens at Extinction Rebellion, a discussion of our strategy and really a a taste or opportunity to explain to people how they can get involved, what they might see themselves doing and get a real picture of what life is like in working and and helping an Extinction Rebellion. And I have to say, we're all very passionate, but we're all incredibly caring as well for each other. And I found it a very supportive environment to operate in. Nigel, thank you very much indeed. To find out more about the meetings Extinction Rebellion have planned, Google St Albans Extinction Rebellion, find them on Facebook, or you can email xr.stalbans at gmail.com. It's always good to hear from you. Get in touch via Twitter at rv underscore environment. Go to our Facebook page, or you can email amanda at radioverulam.com. I'm going to be back at the same time next week, but until then, thanks for listening.